Jesus. Good morning, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. How are you doing today? God bless you. God bless you. Just want to thank God again for another opportunity uh, to speak to you this morning. It is with great pleasure that I come. And I've been praying for you. I pray that God will perfect all things concerning you. That despite this uh, attack on planet Earth by coronavirus, that will never deter your miracle in Jesus' name. Because you are the children of the living God. You are the ears of God and joined ears with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we're going to be glorified together with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. By the grace of God, this morning, I just want to encourage you from the scriptures. And um, I see that the entire world right now, there's been a lot of wailing, mourning. You know, in some part of China, I heard that uh, the coronavirus is coming again for the second time. So the question is, is humanity going to be free from this? For how long? These are uncertain days that calls for uncertain measures you know but we as christians we understand the signs of the times amen and everything we do right now as believers in our lord jesus christ should be geared towards our going home my brothers and sisters eternity is very very close the prophecies in the Bible has unfolded even until now positively and the rapture is very imminent than it has ever been told. Hmm. This morning I want to read uh, from the book of uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 22 to 24. For we know that the, the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. The whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Look at what the Bible is saying. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now coronavirus is making all creation groan and travel in pain together until now there is no part of this globe that is not experiencing travel and attack from this deadly virus called coronavirus and the Bible is saying this in the book of Romans that has been written 2,000 years ago. 
Brothers and sisters, the Bible is more current than tomorrow's newspaper. Listen to verse number 23. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man see it, why does he yet hope for? Wow. So the Bible is telling us here right now that the entire world is groaning and traveling in pain. <laughs> but the Bible says even the Christians are not exempted from this groaning and traveling. That we ourselves we are also traveling. We are waiting for the adoption to wait the redemption of our body. We are waiting for the rapture, brothers and sisters. And the only thing keeping us alive right now is the blessed hope. And it says in that verse 24, For we are saved by hope. He said, but hope that is seen is not hope. So we are not saved by the vaccine. We are not saved by what is happening, the, all the uh, necessary uh, 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 help that the governments are giving. That's not what is saving us. That is not what is keeping us alive as Christians. What is keeping us alive as Christians is the blessed hope. Hallelujah. So, how are we waiting? We are waiting with patience. This entire world is doomed for destruction, no matter what. But is this the time that the Bible was talking about that is to come? This is part of prophecy. But the end has not come, my brothers and sisters. So now, why did God then create us? Why are we here on earth? Why were we born at all? If we're going to be born and suffer, even if Christians are going to be groaning and traveling like the world, so what is the essence of being a Christian? That's a good question. So God, in a simple answer, created us for his own pleasure. The song, uh, the, there's a song that was picked from the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse 11. And uh, I know you know that song. This is, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. We were created for God's pleasure. Amen. 
That's why we're here. We're here to give God glory, to give him honor. Hallelujah. And the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 uh, repeats that in another way. He says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Hallelujah. Being created for God's pleasure does not mean uh, that uh, we are made to entertain God or provide him with amusement. No, no, no. That's not what he's talking about. God, as we know, is a creative being and it gives him pleasure to create. God is a personal being. It gives him pleasure to have other beings that he can have genuine relationship with. And that was why he created Adam and Eve. And when Adam and Eve failed, God designed the plan of redemption. And Jesus Christ came. He gave us life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Jesus defeated death. He went to the cross so that we don't have to go to the cross. Jesus took our punishment and our death so that we might have life. So the uh, initial plan of God was renewed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter 127, that so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Human beings have the ability, brothers and sisters, to know God and therefore love him, worship him, serve him, and fellowship with him. God did not create human beings because he needed human beings. As God, he needs nothing. In all eternity past, he felt no loneliness. So he was not looking for a friend. He loves us, but this is not the same as needing us. Amen? You know, there's a way you can love somebody, but you don't need that person. So God loves us, but it does not need us. If we had never existed, God would still be God, the unchanging one. And I love what the Bible says in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6. It says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. The I am was never dissatisfied with his own eternal existence. Hallelujah. You know, in the burning bush, uh, in the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 14, when uh, Moses had an encounter with the burning bush, God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. 
He was never dissatisfied with his own eternal existence. He was always happy with himself. I mean, with himself. So when he made the universe, he did what pleased him. And since God is perfect, his action was perfect. It was very good. And when God finished creation, he looked back in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 31. And God saw that everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Not only good, very good. But what has happened to humanity? What has happened to man? Why is all this happening? These deadly pestilence, earthquakes, famines, droughts, plagues. Let's look at the book of Job, chapter 21. I'll read from verse 13 to 15. They spend their days in wealth and in a moment go down to the grave. Therefore they say unto God, Depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what profit should we have if we pray unto him? This is what man has become. This is what our generation has become. They spend their days in wealth. They are rich. They have houses. They have properties. They have worldly acquisitions. They have this and they have that. But in a moment, they go down to the grave. They say to God in this generation, Depart from us, O Lord. We don't want you. We don't need you. We don't desire your knowledge. We don't want to know the Bible. It's none of our business. Don't give us Jesus. We're okay. We have technology. We have Google. We have Microsoft. We have 4G and 5G. We have this and we have that. We don't need you. And they said in verse 15 of that Job chapter 21, What is the Almighty that we should serve him? We don't want to serve you. We don't need you. We have money. We can buy anything we need. We have this and we have that. And what profit should we have if we pray unto you? We don't need you. We don't have to pray to you to have money. We have MasterCard. We have American Express. We have our, our, our debit card. We have our checks. We have money in the bank. And even if we don't have money in the bank, we just need to go to the bank and the bank is going to loan us. We have a good job. We have a paying job. We have a wonderful family. We don't need you. So this is what has happened to this generation. This generation has neglected God. Let's go to the book of 2 Samuel. And because humanity has said this, 2 Samuel chapter 24, I'll read from verse 15 to 17. So the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel from the morning even to the time appointed 
and there died of the people from Dan even to Beersheba, 70,000 men. And when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough. Stay now thine hand. And the angel of the Lord was by the threshing place of Arona the Jebusite. Verse 17. And David spake unto the Lord when he saw the angel that smote the people and said, Lo, I have sinned and I have done wickedly. But this sheep, what have they done? Let thine hand, I pray thee, be against me and against my father's house. Brothers and sisters, when a nation transgresses against the Lord, that nation will receive judgment from the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 9 verse 17, it says the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. So the reason for the pestilence is because humanity has sinned against God and they are still committing evil even at the face of this pestilence. You know, I got a call uh, from uh, Africa uh, yesterday uh, that uh, I should pray for them. Uh, I have siblings there still. I have my family. They said, pray for us. Uh, things are not going well here. Do you know that some people, group of people have uh, come together to start robbing people? going from home to home robbing you of your uh, possession your food your money if you don't have it uh, you get injured they have much much heads some of them have guns and can you imagine that in the face of this pestilence that we're asking god lord have mercy there are some people that are taking advantage of the situation and using it for their own gain and hurting people, hurting the people of God. Now tell me, has this generation not turned into hell? Has this generation not forgotten God? And God sent the pestilence upon Israel from morning even to the, even to the time appointed. And there died all the people. Then to Beersheba, 70,000 men. Globally right now, we are approaching 2 million people, uh, 2 million deaths. And do you know, because of, they, they have, their, because of their evil tongue, they are still, uh, they are still uh, professing that more people are going to die said uh, more people are still going to die it's going to get worse evil tongue my brothers and sisters we need to condemn that evil tongue you know the devil never easily gives up when one method does not work he tries 
another method. Brothers and sisters, God has created us to be a blessing, to love Him for His pleasure. God did not create peers or beings equal to Himself. Logically, uh, He could not do so. If God were to create another being of equal power, equal intelligence and perfection, then it would cease to be the one true God for the simple reason that there, sh- there will be two gods. And that would be an impossibility. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is God. Besides him, there is no other. According to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 35, Unto thee it was sure that thou mightest know that the Lord he is God, and there is none else beside him. Amen. Anything that God creates must of necessity be lesser than he. The thing made can never be greater than or greater as the one who made it. You understand? A design can never be greater than the designer. So recognizing the complete sovereignty and holiness of God, we are amazed that he will take man and crown him with glory and honor. According to Psalms 8 verse 5, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor, and that he will condescend to call us friends. God called us friends in the body of Jesus. In the book of John chapter 15 verse 14 to 15, Jesus says, Ye are my friends. If you do whatsoever I command you, you are my friends. So, in other words, if you do not do what I command you, uh, command you, you are not my friends. What's the opposite of friends? Enemies. Verse 15 says, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Thank you, Jesus. So why did God create us? God created us for his pleasure so that we, as his creation, would have the pleasure of knowing him. So the question today, my brothers and sisters, is do you know God? Are you part of the family of God? How do you come become part of this family? When you hear the gospel, when you confess your sins, and when you place your faith and your, your trust in Jesus Christ, then you are at that moment born into God's kingdom. And as his child, you become his with him for eternity. Brothers and sisters, As children of God, what do you inherit? Nothing less than the kingdom of God. 
that's all we inherit. You know, in Matthew chapter 25, verse 34, Jesus concluding a parable, it says, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Glory be to God. Brothers and sisters, Jesus loves you. Being part of the family of God is the greatest blessings that has ever been bestowed upon believers. And that kind of blessing should drive us to our knees in humble adoration. We can never do anything to deserve it for it is his gift of love. It is a gift of mercy and grace to us. Yet, we are called to become sons and daughters of the living God. May we all respond in faith to his invitation in Jesus' name. God bless you, my brothers and sisters, as I conclude this morning in prayers. Father Lord, we just want to thank you for your word that has come alive. We ask, O oh Lord, that in any way we have sinned against you. And we keep sinning in our minds, in our thoughts, in our imaginations. Lord, have mercy, Lord. Forgive us our sins. In Jesus' name, purify us, Father. Cleanse us in the name of Jesus. Father, we commit today unto your hands. We ask, O oh Lord, that you continue to use us to the glory of your name. Because, Lord, you have made us kings and priests. Well, thank you because we reign here on earth. Right now, we're reigning. Well, thank you, Father, for the possibility of sharing the gospel. Even at these trying times, at these difficult times. Thank you, Father, for the various men of God that you have raised up at this time to propagate the gospel. In truth, Lord, I ask that your spirit will permeate this prayer line, Lord. And you will sanctify our heart. You will purify us. You will purge us. You will make known, O oh Lord, the mysteries of your word unto us. You will open our hearts of understanding so that we will know you the more. So we will know the reason and the hope of our calling. We well, thank you, Lord Jesus, because you, you created us for your pleasure to love us, not because you need us, but just because you love us. May your name alone be glorified. Father, as we still continue, Lord, in this social distancing, we ask that you give us the ability, the tenacity to hold on to your word and to spread the gospel through the media 
to share with loved ones, to share with sinners alike, that Jesus is all they need. We pray, Lord, that evil will stop and cease in this world. We commit our families and friends and neighbors unto your hands, our families that are abroad. Commit them unto your hands, Father. We pray, Lord, that you will send your angels to watch over them, to protect them from the evil one, from the wicked one, in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask, Father, that at the end of all, when this coronavirus and all its agents have been eradicated completely from the face of the earth, we shall be counted and none of us shall be missing. In Jesus' name, we shall give testimonies in the name of Jesus. Even at this time when churches are being shut down, we pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that our fire of devotion will never quench. We pray that we remain faithful to our churches in our tithes and in our offerings, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the Prayer Palace Church and every other church in the face of this earth. You strengthen the pastors, Lord, the leaders. Father, give them, O oh Lord, extraordinary vision at this time on how to reach the members in a special way, in how to connect in a special way in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, because revival is coming. Because the wake-up call has woken us up from our slumber. We cannot wait to gather once again in the place called church. We cannot wait to gather once again in our churches. We cannot wait to respect and submit to leadership again. Father, we have seen the area where we have failed. And Lord, we thank you because you're going to give us a fresh start, a new beginning, and a second chance so that we'll be able to serve you and so that we'll be able to be part of the rapture and so that we will never be left behind. Thank you, Jesus, at this time for bringing awareness into the hearts of many that nothing matters most than heaven right now where there will be no more sorrow no more pain no more tears we thank you Lord that within the time that we have here on earth as Christians, as believers as the children of the Most High we ask Father that you will give us the zeal of the kingdom of God to propagate the gospel and spread it to the uttermost part of the earth to reach out and speak the word of life to somebody that we would determine in our hearts to win souls for you no matter what Nothing shall stop us. Nothing shall discourage us. 
from serving you. Not even coronavirus. Thank you, Lord, because of your faithfulness this morning. I pray for the sick this morning that they will receive strength in their body. From the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Father, touch them. Let the resurrection power that brought Jesus from death to life, let it quicken their mortal body. Right now as I speak in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because we know you've answered. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Brothers and sisters, God bless you today. Um, by the grace of God, uh, I will see you tomorrow again in this place of prayers. If Jesus tarries, have a great one. Have a good day. Stay safe. Take care of yourself. And uh, take care of your family. Shalom.